1: Hi and welcome to the second episode of the Next Dimension podcast, where every week we're going to talk about the hottest topics in VR and AR. And this second episode is already a very special episode because we have a very special guest. It's Guy Godin, the developer of Virtual Desktop. Guy, how are you doing?
2: Very good. Thank you for having me, Sebastian. I
1: appreciate it. Guy, I'm really honored to have you on the show. As you know, I'm a big fan of virtual desktop, and you have brought wireless PC VR streaming to so many people for the Quest 1 and Quest 2. So thanks so much, and I'm so much looking forward to talk to you in this podcast. Also, of course, here, our resident guest. It's Tony from VR365. 365, 365. So, Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Absolutely. Great. Great to have you here back. And wow, I can't wait for this today's talk because it is a really, really exciting one since we have a very special topic. And the main topic of today is, is actually Facebook's dominance in virtual reality bad for virtual reality? So we all know that Facebook has invested so many millions into virtual reality. And, well, they've given us so many amazing things, right? Like all the software that, no, we wouldn't have, like Lone Echo and all these special games if it wasn't for Facebook, right? And also we wouldn't have a Quest 1 and a Quest 2, which is very affordable at $299. And they really... Help to push it into the mainstream and allow more and more people to get into virtual reality. So without a doubt, they've done an amazing job with pushing out VR. But also, we need to talk a bit more about the dark side. <laughs> Yeah, the dark side of this Facebook dominance. What does it actually mean? And might it actually be hurtful to VR? Like, how about the competition? Do they still have a chance to get into VR for a hardware company that probably wants to build a VR headset, right? And how about all these people who build great software for virtual reality, like virtual desktop from GigaDun, for example, or like the Your Fitness app, or like Big Screen, do they actually still have a chance if Facebook has this kind of dominance? That's what we're going to talk about. And also, of course, we're going to find out more about Virtual Desktop, the original from Gigadon. We're going to find out about the backstory, all these interesting stuff, and I really can't wait to learn more about this. And also, we're going to talk a bit about the, the current topics. We definitely will talk about... Jurassic World Aftermath, the game that currently that came out for Quest 2, and also again, we're going to talk about Medal of Honor, because now we've played a bit more than last week. So that is going to be really, really interesting. So for all of you who have not yet heard about the Next Dimension podcast, this is a very new podcast. It's the second episode, right? And in here, we talk about VR and AR, of course. And well, we also talk about the topics, well, that are probably a bit more hot, like like Facebook and also talking about the negative sides, probably you have not heard about this topic on other podcasts so much. And I believe that is like one important topic that we should discuss more in this community. So every Saturday, this is going to go live here down on MRTV, um, 9 p.m. Central European time, 8 p.m. London, noon in San Francisco, and uh, 3 p.m In New York City, and it's also an audio podcast. You can find the Next Dimension podcast on Spotify right now, on SoundCloud, and on Google Podcast for Apple iTunes. We're still waiting for them to say yes. It's okay. (laughs) All right, so you can have us as um, audio podcast as well. And one more thing. one more thing I need to say. This podcast is also about you, about you. Audio your you can find. Oh, sorry, like- it's, this is also about you joining this podcast and like making your opinion heard so you can vote. You can vote live if you're watching this live. Check out the link down in the description of this video where you can vote on the question is Facebook dominance actually bad for virtual reality? And you can answer... You can either say, absolutely, it's very bad for the ecosystem and the competition gets killed. Or you can say, yeah, it's not good and I might switch if there is some competition for the Quest. Or you can say, no, it's all right, they are pushing VR to mainstream. Or you can say, absolutely not, without Facebook, VR would be dead already. So please vote. The direct vote link is down in the description of this video. So please make your voice heard. This is how you can directly like enter. Um, this, this this is how you can make your voice heard here on the podcast. So please, please do simply vote. The link is down in the description of this video. All right. So now, now we can start to talk a bit. And I first want to talk a bit with Guy, Guy down about uh, your week and actually in general, what are you up to? So, of course, um, you, are the, you are the programmer of a virtual desktop. So nowadays, the, the, the app is out, people love it. So how is your day-to-day um, day look like or your, your work week? Do you still have to do lots of improvements on the app or what do you actually do? Uh, yes, I, I keep uh, updating the app and improve things.
2: Uh, I just released an update uh, uh, earlier uh, this week that uh, improves the tracking uh, makes it uh, more accurate. So I'm always tweaking things to to make the experience better. Uh, I, and otherwise I do lots of support uh, on on Discord and Reddit and Twitter. so I try to answer uh, questions that people have and help them because uh, there's a lot of uh, of possible things that can go wrong, right? When you stream uh, VR games from your computer, right? Your network setup is important. Your what you have installed on your computer can affect things, right? So it's lots of support to do. All um, right. And yeah, and I'm also working on new things that I I can't talk too much about, at okay. least in the future.
1: Okay, nice. So you're still working on it, and probably very exciting oh, yeah. futures are still going to be coming up. So, do you still play VR yourself? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, not so much. Like I don't really have time to play games much. Uh, the last game I played uh, was uh, I, I tried Medal of Honor a little bit. I played maybe for half an hour okay. uh, just to make sure it works. And, and,
1: and it worked well. So um, all right. So you do have to play through all of the new games just to find out if there might be any hiccups with virtual desktop
2: Right, especially the 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 big titles like right. uh, the AAA games, uh, you know the the big ones that people are going to play on launch day, and uh, thankfully Medal of Honor worked on launch day. Now it doesn't work as well because of the patch. But anyway, so there's always like little tweaks that I have to
1: make to make sure things uh, remain okay. Uh, working, okay. So in a working have, state. so you have to update Virtual Desktop like really often. Like, do you update it like every week? Is there an update every week or? Uh, I try not to do it too often because uh, <laughs> what happens is then people think, oh, the update broke
2: my setup. When in fact it's just like your Wi-Fi is just more busy this weekend, right? So,
1: I try to do like once a month, uh, maybe uh, less often if I can. All right, cool. So the latest update of Virtual Desktop, you improved the tracking. Well, honestly speaking, I'm surprised that you can even improve it because when I whenever I use Virtual Desktop with the Quest, it, it seems it pretty. It seems pretty perfect to me. So, so what kind of things can you still improve, and how could you find that there is probably something that you can still improve? Um, well, there was a, a bit of a issues with
2: some games with the velocity of the controllers. Like if you played H uh, three uh, VR, you uh, you know the flick of the revolver, for example, wouldn't work. Strange, oh, really? but, but it's wow. just the matter of the velocity not being uh, in the correct space. Uh, So you know those kind of little little uh, compatibility issues that I I have to tweak, Uh, because for people who don't know, like virtual desktop essentially is just a big hack, right? To play (laughs) VR games from your computer because Oculus doesn't provide a driver to to for other headsets to play games. So essentially, I rely on a hack to be able to uh, tell uh, fake the runtime in games to make it think that a Rift uh, is connected when in
1: fact, there's none, so um, yeah. Right, so probably, yeah, now it just came to my mind that probably there are some viewers or listeners who even don't know about virtual desktop. Guy, before we keep on talking about virtual desktop, could you quickly tell our viewers and listeners what virtual desktop is and what it can help them do? Right, so I have two apps, one that's wired and one that's wireless.
2: Uh, The wired one I started developing in 2014, basically lets you connect to your computer and use your computer while wearing a VR headset. The wireless version, which works on Quest, uh, today in Quest 2, uh, does similar things where it lets you connect to your computer wirelessly, uh, but it also has an added feature uh, that lets you stream uh, PC VR games uh, from your computer to your headset so that you don't have to use a cable.
1: All right. Basically that is the functionality that everybody wants, right to play wirelessly right. to yeah. I mean sure there's also some people who want to work on their computer that's for sure and that's how you started right yeah. but I really think like wow this this ability to play your Lone Echo like wirelessly on your Quest 2 that is pretty amazing and that's only possible now with your app right because it doesn't it's not being supported by Facebook like by themselves they want to do that and we're going to talk about that later but right now it's like you have to get virtual desktop to make it happen. Right. And
2: and that was the only way also when the quest launched. Um, I, you know, I pushed an update to my app a few weeks after it launched and there was no link cable at the time. they didn't announce anything like that. Right. So that was virtual desktop was the only way to play your PC VR games at the time when it released. Exactly. And then a few months later, they released Oculus Link, which is a a cabled version, uh, if you want, of of that feature and they still haven't released the wireless uh, uh, feature.
1: Right. So, uh,
2: so, so far it's the only way or, you know, there's uh, some open source software that is to do that, but generally it's a little uh, hard to, to, to get it going.
1: Right, exactly. So for all the people who are using a Quest and who are wondering like, okay, how could I probably play PC VR games? Of course, there's the link cable, which is very nice, but it costs like 79 which is, in my opinion, very expensive for a cable. And in Europe, it's yeah. even more expensive. It's like 89 euros, which is like $100. Yeah. So it's very expensive. And your app, you can get it for, I think, like fif- $15, is it correct? Or is it 20, 20, $20 US? $20, okay, $20 US. And, well, it's cheaper than the cable, and you don't even need a cable anymore. So everyone right. who still is wondering how to play PC VR games on the Quest, definitely look into Virtual Desktop, and you can... You can check out the link down in the description of this video and of this podcast. I've linked um, Guy's, Guy's website and well, you can check out Virtual Desktop there and you can, get, you can buy Virtual Desktop in the Oculus Quest store, right, that's how you would go, go about it. Yeah. yeah, okay, cool. Guy, I'm so much looking forward to, know, to, get, to get to know everything about your app and all your thoughts later in this podcast. So thanks, about, thanks first of all this. Then Tony, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Okay, how was your week? What did you, what were you up to? Did you play some VR stuff? What did you do? Uh, yeah, well, one of the things I
0: was working on this week is, so on VRGameRankings.com, I had this one ranking where it was all about the best free Oculus Rift uh, games and experiences. And if you did like a Google search and this popped up, It was like a super old list from like a couple of years ago, and it was super embarrassing because I had like Robo Recall and all these different things that were free when you bought an Oculus Touch, they were free, but now two years later, they're not free, and I just forgot about this ranking, and it was just out there, and it was giving bad information, so I wanted to fix it all up and and make it more uh, up-to-date. And so I was doing that. So I was really looking into like what's all the best free games and experiences. And then just the other day on my channel, uh, I did a show with Chris Richardson where we talked about a lot of the best free games and experiences. So if there's anybody out there that is a brand new like PC VR person and you don't want to spend a lot of money on stuff, there is an incredible amount of free games and experiences. And we were really getting into the experiences, the non-games, which a lot of people don't think about it, but there's so much good um, non-gaming experiences like Blade Runner Memory Lab and Henry and and Dear Angelica and Mayubi and all these different uh experiences that you can try and so i kind of got into that a little bit i did play some more medal of honor of course wanted to play the new dinosaur um jurassic, jurassic world. world i mean jurassic world yeah i always say jurassic park <laughs> like jurassic world is like a new thing i'm right. not really into this work and you know what i kind of like the jurassic park movies better all right <laughs> okay but um <laughs> But yeah, haven't played that yet, uh, but we can talk more about that when we get to that.
1: All right, great. So um, how do people find uh, the, the VR Game Rankings website if they want to check out the 50, 50 best games that are free? Uh, yeah, you just go to vrgamerankings.com, and then at the very top, there's
0: like different categories. And, and Oculus Rift it's the top. You just uh, put your cursor on the Oculus Rift one. There's like a drop-down menu. And the Top 50 uh, Free Rift Games and Experiences is the list. And I'm going to be updating that list more. And we're going to have like a top 100. There's honestly, like me and Chris were talking about this, Chris Richardson. We were talking about somebody can get a PC VR headset and live off Free games and experiences. Seriously, of course. there are so many games, so many but but most people don't know that. All right. Most people think, Oh, if you buy a, a PC VR headset, you gotta buy all these games and it's a very expensive thing to get into. It's not that I mean, there's so much content to be able to check out. You
1: can play Rec Room forever. You can play Alt Space for forever, right? You can you can find yeah. so many things in VR, VR chat. chat. It's never going yeah. to stop. It's amazing. Yeah, you don't have to spend so much money and you can even meet like new friends. So yeah. It's amazing, great. And of course, for all the people who have not yet subscribed to VR365, please do so now because it's an amazing channel and you will see Anthony talk about all the latest in VR. So please, if you don't know that gentleman that just talked, please go and find his channel, VR365. In my opinion, is one of the best about uh, U- about VR on YouTube and you should absolutely subscribe to him now. Did I pluck you in a nice way here or what? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Thank yeah, it was you so really much. nice. That's right? good. It's I'm good. gonna record that. <laughs> yeah, please do it. that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and um, for me, I also did something about VR, of course. So I did play Jurassic World Aftermath. We're going to talk about this in a moment, and um, I streamed it here on the channel live. Then I played more Medal of Honor, getting re- really deep into it now. And honestly speaking, enjoying it a lot. <laughs> and then also I'm I'm now um, starting with more content for the Quest 2. And I'm like at the moment reviewing all the different head straps. There's so many like options, right? The Elite Strap, Elite Strap with battery. You can also use the Deluxe Audio Strap from HTC. And there's going to be a video... Yeah, all that stuff I did so yeah, I'm I'm very busy here on MRTV. And of course, I'm this is like uh, this is like uh, the climax every week this podcast even though it's just the second time that we do that. <laughs> all right, cool. So, we know what we're up to and now before we get into virtual desktop and before we get into the main topic about Facebook being so dominant in the VR space, we're first going to talk a bit about the the latest stuff right? Like, uh, first we're going to talk about Jurassic World Aftermath, then about Medal of Honor, and then we go to the main topic, Guy. So, even if right now you cannot join this discussion so much, make uh, for sure, we will talk a lot very soon. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let's start with Jurassic World Aftermath. It's a quest only game, so all the people who got a Rift, for example, or a PC VR headset, they can play it, only the quest people can play it. And, well, that's something that we're going to see more and more, right? Like the Rift S basically is dead. <laughs> That's what we talked about in the first episode and is more about the quest now. So, um, Tony, I played it. You didn't play it, but um, do you have any thoughts about it from all, from everything that you gathered from, from the reviews or from, from from the videos that you saw from other people or what is your feeling towards the game? Well, it's definitely one of my most
0: wanted. Like, I really wanted to play this game. And my plan, uh, my plan uh, for this week when I found out that it was coming out, that's another thing. Like, I don't know about the marketing strategy. I, I guess maybe we could talk about it later with Facebook, but their marketing strategy with a lot of these games is interesting to me because we knew about Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic World Aftermath, we knew about it, but you don't get any kind of a release date and then you find out and oh, it's coming out tomorrow, which is like a surprise sneak attack kind of a thing. And and there's a, um, th- there's a strategy to doing that because you do that and people are like, oh, boom, it's out, it is, this is awesome. But there's also a strategy of like maybe having a trailer a couple of weeks in advance and saying, hey, this game is coming out on December 17th. And then everybody's kind of like, ooh, Jurassic Park is coming out on December 17th. You know, so it's kind of interesting they do these sneak attack things. But definitely one of my most wanted games to, to try. But I've got a problem, and this goes back to Facebook. It's like, I've got these two different accounts, and I wanted to buy Jurassic World Aftermath in one of my particular accounts, and I ran into all these issues today. And so I couldn't buy it. It's, it's a long story. What but kind it's of issues? Well, so so the thing is, when I first got my Oculus Quest 2, I, I tried to connect one of my Oculus accounts to it. And then obviously it wants to link to a Facebook account. So I put my VR Game Rankings account on there and I connected it to my personal Facebook account. And so I'm playing games from my VR Game Rankings account. Everything's great. But I had a bunch of Oculus Quest games that were on this other account, my VR, the, the VR Roundtable account. And I wanted to switch to that one. So I re, I factory reset my Quest and was trying to put the VR Roundtable account on there. And then it also wants to link to a Facebook account. And this was like the first day that I got the Quest. And this was like the launch day. And I just was like, eh, I'll just do use the same account. Maybe it'll work. I don't know. So I used my same exact Facebook account and it worked. And so now I'm in VR Roundtable with my with my single Facebook account and I'm able to play games. Everything's great. Now, somehow though, the other account is like in a limbo. It's not like connected to any it, it's just a, it's just a bunch of drama. you know th- this is this <laughs> modern reality that we're dealing with now. And if, if it was Nintendo, if it was Sony, if it was Microsoft, yeah, they all have accounts but they're not like connected to this other thing. That's where this that like I I wasn't really so much into the privacy aspect of it. But it's like it's just so complicated now. You know, I I, I miss the easier days of gaming. You just play like there's all these like Ubisoft has their own store and this place has their own store. And oh, are you logged into Rockstar Games and you're logged into this? I I also hate that. It sucks. Yeah, so
1: Yeah. When we were young we had this game game console <laughs> and then we just put in the cassette and oh it was amazing. <laughs> and now
2: it was a lot less friction.
1: It, yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed that with the Sega Master System and the Super Nintendo. Oh and you hate this ah, oh, this ah oh, it was so fun. And you had to blow sometimes into the thing to make it work, but it was enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, got it. So in the end, you didn't, you didn't buy it. Are you still, um, you, I want to buy it. Buy I want to buy it. it. Okay. I can't buy it right now. Yeah, Technically that I can't. is crazy yeah. though. That is really crazy. Yeah, so um, then probably I can tell you about my um, yeah my feelings about this game. So I was really looking forward to it because I'm a big Jurassic Park fan, right? It's it's a cool franchise, and it seems it seemed like they will give you that feeling of of um, horror, right? You are out there without a gun, anything, and you have to hide in the lockers, and you have to make the the, the yeah the dinosaur go go away and distract the dinosaur and all these kinds of things. And for that thing, I think they have succeeded in doing that because they really make this kind of atmosphere where you are absolutely afraid of this dinosaur. You you don't have any weapon. You have basically nothing. The only thing that you have is like some kind of remote control where you can remotely activate some loudspeakers to kind of distract the dinosaurs, which is cool and it works well. And then you, you wait it out. You wait until the dinosaur goes away, and then you just follow the place that, where you have to go with with that compass that you have on the other hand, and that works really well. Also, the graphic style is beautiful. This kind of cell shaded design, uh, so not realistic, but very clearly, it's like some kind of tune shading. And yeah, if you if you like that, you will love that kind of graphics. And if you if you just are open to that, if if you don't mean like, okay, everything has to be, look like realistic, oh, it's very enjoyable. And I very much enjoyed that graphic style. I think they've done a great job on that. Also, I think they've done a great job on the audio, on the sounds, because you, you rely very much on sound. You have to listen, where is the dinosaur, like walking? You can hear the steps. They have very atmospheric music around that. And wow, that is super, super nice. But and for me that's quite a big but. And for me it was not so enjoyable because I found it kind of repetitive. Like um, I hate it if I have to backtrack, and I was eaten so many times by that damn dinosaur, and then it put me like to the very beginning of that of that certain of that certain um, level, and I had to do it all over again. And I'm okay. I'm not a patient guy, Tony. I'm not sure. Uh, how are you? Are you a patient guy? Is it okay for you? If you're eaten all the time and you have to start again, like from five minutes ago, is that something that you can accept?
0: I'm patient for a while, but yeah, after a while you lose me on it. Like (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, okay, I get this and I got to learn it. But like if a couple hours later, it's like, like, you know, if it's my fault, I I can deal with it.
1: Okay. Okay, right. Yeah, it was definitely my fault <laughs> because, of course, you first have to learn how to distract the dinosaur and then you get a hang of it. And then it's cool. it's it's it it absolutely has its moments. But uh, yeah, it is it is kind of like repetitive, I think, in my personal opinion. And um also later, later in the game, there's some kind of inconsistencies which are not logical. So then, after the first level is done, the first level is all about like hiding in lockers and letting the dinosaur go somewhere else and distracting him. The second level is more about you are in the dark and you have like a flashlight and um, there is some other kind of dinosaur which is going to spit some stuff into your face. And yeah, if it makes a sound, you have like a few seconds to find it and to scare it away with with your torch. But if you don't, then you're going to get, like, sprayed with that goo. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, and then you have to find some water to wash it away. And it sounds cool, but it's, like, super frustrating because even when you're facing the wall, and actually there's no way the dinosaur could spray that that goo into your face, it's still going to happen. And it's some kind of inconsistencies that i found really strange and like it's like super um, annoying for me as a, not such a patient guy to have to do this over and over and over again until you get it completely right and then you will advance to the new level yeah so but i must i must um say that honestly i'm not the guy to play these kind of games where you have to sneak around i'm more like the medal of honor guy where you have the direct action and then then it's better are you what what kind of guy are you tony um (laughs) i can do the stealth stuff and and
0: sometimes the stealth games in vr actually can work pretty well uh there's a there's a number of different games that have tried stealth like ESpire one and and a few that i'm forgetting right now but Um, I mean, it's not one of my favorite genres, but I can get into it. But I know what you're talking about. It's like checkpointing. Sometimes a checkpointing is so bad, it sends you all the way back, and it just becomes tiresome. And then also, you can get into this loop where you keep dying for a certain reason that you feel isn't completely justified. And You know, these are problems that we have with games, so sometimes, so in your opinion, though, would you say, like if somebody came to you and said, Sebastian, I like Jurassic World, I like Jurassic Park, I got a quest, should I buy this? Like, what would you tell the guy?
1: I would tell them it really depends on what you enjoy in a game. If you are out for... For action, oh, my my picture is gone now. It's okay, I'll fix it in a moment. If you're out for action, then I think that is is not the right game for you. If you want this kind of action where you have like a gun or something, then this is not good for you. But if you are more like the guy who likes alien isolation, for example, this kind of game where it's about sneaking, it's about these these tense moments, it's, it's about the atmosphere, then probably you're going to enjoy it quite a bit, because it does have these kind of aspects to it, right? So, yeah, so this is this is pretty cool. So, it really depends on you. Are you the guy who likes, who likes this kind of stealth action and the atmosphere? They have captured it really well. Are you a fan of Jurassic Park? Yes, but I'm a fan of Jurassic Park, and for me, it was like an okay experience that I personally didn't experience so much. So, for me, it's not a must-buy, but if you're into games where you sneak around, then this might be for you, absolutely. Um, so Guy, what kind of games do you like, actually? what What is your VR game that you enjoy to play? Uh, well, I haven't played
2: much VR games in the last uh, two years, honestly. <laughs> but uh, I, I like RPGs. Okay. Uh, this past week, I've been playing Cyberpunk a little bit. So, ah, yeah. Uh, and I love it. It's a great game. Okay. What are you uh, playing yeah. it on? On PC.
0: Uh, PC, yeah.
2: Yeah. It it runs well at least, I mean there's some a few bugs here and there but I think
1: it's a very very well
2: well made game at least from the PC side.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I think I have, I've heard so many good things about the game and I I didn't have time to play it because I'm always in VR. Tony, did you have mm-hmm. pl- did you have time to play to play the game? A cyberpunk? Yeah, right. Are, are we uh no, no. I haven't um
0: I mean I've I've been following all the the stories about it of course and and like watching all the crazy videos and clips. It it looks like the dream of all dreams like that world, that world that they've created is incredible. And but they've got a lot of problems, you know, but it's it's so ambitious, so incredibly ambitious. I'm sure that all the developers at like Rockstar North and the developers at Bethesda Game Studios. So, you know, like the Fallout, Skyrim and Grand Theft Auto people, they understand how freaking ambitious something like Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is one of these games where I, I probably won't get to it for a couple of years. And by that time, it'll finally be working right. So uh, sometimes it's good to be late to the party.
1: Right, right. So, OK, cool. So aftermath, a game that probably all the people who love Alien Isolation they will enjoy in VR. It's cool to see the dinosaurs. Very cool, um, beautiful graphics, great sound. It does have its fantastic moments. It's a bit on the short side. Um, yeah. So yeah. What do you think
0: about that? The 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 fact that it's like two to three hours, and it's uh, here in the USA,
1: it's twenty five dollars. Right. Right. Here in Europe, it's like twenty one euros. Um, yeah. I think it is not so cheap, but I believe that um well, if you're into this kind of games then then it's all right. So there's going to be a second part right then it's going to be the same price so so if you think about it overall, it's probably going to be like fifty dollars overall. yeah, it is a bit on the pricey side and <laughs> it's it's probably it's probably a smart thing. To, like, um, to make this kind of a one part and two parts. right? If they had the whole game already, they, first of all, they would have to wait longer to, to push it out, and then it would cost directly $50. So it's a smart move, actually, to make it like uh, $20, and then just the half, the, just half of the experience, and then the second half is going to be another $25. So overall, it's $50. Smart move. I wouldn't buy it, Honestly speaking, but it's because I'm not the sneaking stealth guy. I'm the yeah. I'm the Medal of Honor guy. You know, the action, the, the direct gratification guy. So yeah, well, it's it's really up to up to everyone. Right, right. Have to think about it. Okay, that's the topic. That's aftermath. Now let's talk a moment again about, about Medal of Honor. So now The the reviews are getting better now on Steam. Probably you've seen that people are changing their reviews because well after thirty minutes, well the the first thirty minutes are really a tutorial, right? They they they're trying to hold the people's hands who are the first time in VR. It's like very short missions. You're shooting one time and it's over, right? But then later, wow, it picks up so much. I had such an amazing time. It's it's bringing you to so many different areas. You are on that uh, black forest express a train then you are on that on that on that airplane on on that fighter plane then you are on that submarine it's 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 pretty pretty amazing and for me i think it's a really cool like popcorn movie experience where you're actually in the thing and really enjoying it but um how about you tony you've played it now a bit longer what is did you also change your opinion about the game yeah I the number one thing I would say about
0: Medal of Honor is that the hate went too far. You know, all the people hating on the game, they went too far on it. and all I right. think they they judged it too quickly and and probably a lot of it is the two hour uh, return policy that like a lot of these services have where you can basically play it for almost two hours and you could possibly refund it. Uh, right before And, and a lot of people they're paying $60 and they're like well if I'm not blown away man I'm getting my money back and so they play like an hour and 40 minutes and they don't like it and but it had they stuck with it and they got to, like, hour five and hour six. But it also depends on this. Are you a multiplayer-only guy?
1: Because right. there's
0: probably some people that bought it just for multiplayer-only. I haven't even tried the multiplayer yet. Same here. Um, but I'm I'm a single-player guy. I love single-player. Take me through a 12, 11, 9-hour story. I'm, that's pretty damn good. I'm happy with that. Uh, but some people multiplayer-only. And so for them, I could see them being... Uh, upset as well but yeah the, the more that I play this game the more the more I realize actually I want to make an apology. Because on our remember the last episode of this this show, I was talking about the B team and the C team. I was talking about Respawn Entertainment. You know, they've got an A team, a B team, and a C team. And I was like, yeah, they probably put the C team on this game. And it was kind of like an afterthought. And they didn't have their best programmers and all of that. And I was basically talking out of my you-know-what because the more that I played this game, the more I realized I needed to slap myself because they had some talented people working on this game. I will tell you that the interiors of a lot of these rooms, the the detail in just little things that are on tables, um, just fabrics, um, all kinds of little things. It's, it's a very detailed environment, even though like our headsets aren't maybe the best resolution and stuff. Like maybe we can't really appreciate uh, what's going on here as much as we'd like to, but incredibly detailed, uh, the human characters that are standing in front of you and you're standing like you're, you're in an elevator with them and they're standing right in front of you. And it seems like you've got two human individuals that are standing right there. I was really impressed too with the hair of that one yeah, guy. Yeah, the
1: hair is dude, good. Yeah, the hair yeah, is great too. Yeah, the
0: hair. I was <laughs> like, wow, they're doing hair pretty good now. And I'm right here by this. I'm like, the dude is right next to me. I feel like I can grab his shoulder and say, hey man. Um, so- and the story, there's a story going on here, a single player story. Honestly, a lot of times I think stories are overrated for the most part. And like, if I want a story, I'll go to Redbox and rent a freaking Blu-ray movie. <laughs> if I want a story, I don't go to video games for stories. But um, the story is relatively decent that I'm going through. Like, like they they give you some emotional um, attachments. To some of the people, and and so you kind of develop this camaraderie with this group, and you're like moving through this story. I think it's pretty decent, but it, you know, people have incredibly high expectations, and I can see how a lot of those ex- expectations may have fell short in certain ways.
1: Right, especially if you're just looking at the first half hour or or like one hour, because then you only see that tutorial, and people who are into VR will think like, "Hey, okay." this is so boring, what's going on? Why don't you directly um, let the atomic bomb explode directly in the first five minutes as we're like used to by all these blockbusters and then they think like, oh, this sucks. But really for all the people who are watching this, Play longer. Play the f- play two hours. Play three hours. It's getting so good. And somebody in the chat, I think it was Attack, just said, "Okay, I'm going to com- complete it anyways. It's weirdly addictive." And that's what I also found. I was like streaming it on my German channel. I was streaming it here on the English channel, and I-, I simply couldn't stop to play. I always wanted to find out, "Hey, what's that next level?" Because they're putting it, putting you into so many different interesting scenarios, right? On the tank, in the train into the Gestapo headquarters and so on and so forth, and you really feel like you want to keep on playing. It's weirdly addictive. And I've also seen that with my fellow other streamers who are streaming the game. They say, okay, I'm going to stream this for an hour, and then they're streaming like for three, four hours because it is so good. It's going to suck you in. Unfortunately, a bit too late, probably for lots of people, they should suck you in directly in the first 30 minutes, and that's probably what Respawn didn't do well enough. But overall... Guys, give this another chance. Look at this longer. This is actually an amazing game that's going to suck you in a lot. And I haven't even tried the multiplayer game, the multiplayer aspect probably. That is pretty amazing too. So, Guy... Hey, Sebastian. Yeah,
0: yeah okay. Can I complain about one thing, You though, can about always, game? man. It just, it just, <laughs> and I want to ask you if you notice this as well. Like, okay. I like the game overall. It's not... It's not perfect, but there's enough good stuff there. And it's not like we're showered with AAA games every week. Exactly. We don't get that many. So it's like you can't be that stingy about it. Um, But the one thing that I don't like about it is there are certain parts of the game where, you know, you're shooting the bad guys and all of that and you keep getting killed and... What what it what the game kind of turns into is like grab a syringe stab yourself grab a syringe stab yourself shoot a couple guys grab a syringe stab okay. yourself find yeah. a syringe real quick gra- you know what I mean <laughs> I know you like, mean it's a it bit too,
1: turn- it's a bit too simple you mean like uh,
0: like it's just hectic it's like it's like I got to do this now I got to grab this gun and then I got to switch man you know
1: what make- like war <laughs> is damn hectic. <laughs> I guess so. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's like, wow, it's like a very stressful situation. And I think they, they did catch it. Like overall, for me, when I played this, it just feels like a popcorn movie, you know? Like it's a blockbuster movie. It's super enjoyable when you're in it. And well, and then it does have some plot holes, like you cannot like touch anything, you cannot like an Alex water, you can touch everything. But overall it's a really enjoyable experience and the presentation is just like wow, it's it's pretty amazing. And I played it both on the Quest 2 and on the G2, and it's just like wow, it's it's pretty cool. So Guy, you also played it for like 30 minutes. What was your first impression yeah. overall?
2: Um, I think there were some very neat things, uh, like the introduction with the doctor, where you go to the, over the settings and then you have to give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Right, if you, right. I think that was kind of a neat approach to, you know, introduction to the game. Um, I'm super nitpicky about stuff, like especially UIs. So whenever a, like a, a game like that with that kind of budget like does a very, very basic pointer UI like that, and that just looks awful in my opinion. <laughs> I'm just like, ugh, this is this could be so much better. Right, okay, that makes <laughs> sense. In the terms of gameplay, it looked uh, very polished and very well done. Uh, even though, like a couple people mentioned, they kind of have uh, the, uh, the gameplay mechanics of, older games like three year old or four year old games, right? Uh but I think they they already fixed that in the in the patch that came out. So
1: right, exactly. So there's a patch out now for all the people who now want like smooth locomo uh, smooth turning and something like that. Turning yeah. Right, right. That's that they have listened to the community. So yeah, guys, give this game another chance. This is what I tell you here. <laughs> yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And it's not as bad as it it the first reviews. They are really unfair. And it was just, just like you said, Tony, it was over the top, the hate. It was not justified. Absolutely not. And um, yeah, like, I think it's, it's a really amazing, fun game to play. Okay, cool. So we got the... The current topics out of the way now let's get to the big topic the big topic that we are waiting for and first of all Guy, i want to learn a bit more about your background um how you got to making virtual desktop so um tell us a bit more how how did you have the idea to make virtual desktop like this app where you can see your virtual desktop in no where you can see your computer desktop in virtual reality how did everything start your origin so story. I, yeah, so I, in in
2: 2014, when the it the DK1 or uh, it came out, I didn't really pay attention to that. It's when Facebook decided to buy Oculus that I kind of got into curious about. Oh, okay, it's not a gimmick; it's actually a real thing. So I started, you know, reading about it and learning about it, and it looked really cool. And and then I saw some people using it where they had to launch a game put the headset on, and then when the experience was over, they had to take off the headset, and go on their computer, launch out of the game. I was like, why, this is this is horrible workflow. I, You know, it should be better. Why can't you see your computer since it's plugged into your computer? Why can't you see your desktop and use it? And Then I realized, oh, okay, it's just because only experiences that use the Oculus SDK and all that can render it to the scene. So I thought, oh, I could probably make something that it's to use your computer. And a, a couple of people had that Idea too, and some people tried. And and um, the problem at the time was that uh, the most popular OS was Windows Seven, right? Uh, Windows Eight just came out; it was super unpopular. Nobody liked it. Mm-hmm. But I I read about a cool new feature they had in Windows Eight, which lets you uh, capture your desktop at a, a very efficiently compared to what Windows Seven had. So I said, I'll I'll give this API a try, and I'll try it. And, it turned out that it worked really, really well for VR, because I could just copy the desktop in GPU memory and into the headset, project it on a sphere, and it didn't use any resources. Your computer was free to do anything, so you could play regular video games, you could watch movies, you can do anything you want. So that's how I, I got started into into the app, and, and
1: um, yeah. When was that? That was 2015? 2014. 2014, okay, quite, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's the beginning, yeah. The very beginning of uh, the second phase of VR. Cool, great. And and before that, you were a programmer, just right? Working. So I was I was working in the game industry
2: as a tools uh, programmer. So I I would work for uh, different companies and I build the tools to help make the game, like build the level editors, uh, the yeah. sound tools, or asset management, texture compression, that kind of stuff. So uh, I've never really had any experience in developing. Games like actual games, so this was all new to me. It's just something that I learned on my own. So,
1: okay, cool. So then you thought like, wow, th- this VR is pretty cool, and there's some substance behind it because Facebook is buying Oculus. This is serious stuff. Right. And then yeah. you, you simply um, you looked into it and thought, wow, this is a thing that could work. So, um, did you? Um, which was which was your first um, VR headset, and what was your first VR experience like? And when did you get hooked to the whole thing?
2: So my first VRS headset with the Oculus DK One. Uh, I I tried it at uh, uh, stress level zero. Uh, the the company who makes uh, BoneWorks, right? They right. had uh, at the time they did. Uh, they was like, oh, if you guys live in the area and you want to stop by our studio to try the headset, just stop by. And I went and I was like, wow, this is this is amazing. I was blown away. I think it was the um, the Italian. I don't I forget Purskini. the Tuscany. Tuscany. Pursk- Tuscany
1: demo, right? That was the first thing I tried. I was like, oh, this is really cool. <laughs> Perfect. Um, stress level zero, are they also in Canada, like you? Or no, I was in California at the ah, time. Okay, right. Uh, okay. Right now you're in Vancouver, just to let everyone know. Yep. Okay, cool. Stress level zero. Yeah, Boneworks is amazing. I actually love that game. Cool. And then you tried it for the first time and you thought, like, okay. This is great stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. You got to get one of those. Even though the DK1 (laughs) was kind of like um, vomit inducing, right? It was just like Uh you could easily get sick of
2: yeah, a little bit. I I had to buy it on eBay because the they weren't selling it anymore. The okay. I, yeah. I made an order for the DK2, but it it's was taking yeah. a while. So I and I was too excited, so I said, okay, I'll go on eBay, I'll get a an DK1, and and I was you know very impressed but at the time. The s- screen door was really bad, right? And right. you couldn't move sideways, and it was, it was kind of a, a subpar experience, but it was still very cool.
1: Right, exactly. That was really amazing. And then you you started to work on that on that virtual desktop? And at what time did you actually sell it? Did you sell it first on Steam or did you sell it directly on Oculus? And tell us a bit more about this part. And when did you did you think like, okay, wow, this could be like my main job, right? It is your main mm-hmm. job right now, obviously, right? Yeah. But uh, of course, but when did you make this transition from being that that game tool editor to becoming like a full virtual desktop guy? And, and how did you feel about this decision to say, oh, you know what, I'm going full time into VR. It's going to be an amazing um, decision. <laughs> right. So, uh, I, when I was
2: uh, working on this initially, I was working part time and doing stuff for Disney. So, um, um, I was uh, I released it for free on the Oculus uh, Share uh, system. Right. They had. Can't the remember. Time. So. Yeah, they had forums and anyway, lots of people were trying demos. So and it became very, very popular. Then lots of people like to use the app to, you know, to switch between experiences and have it running always in the background, you know. And and then when they announced the AUKUS CV one, uh, it was released in March twenty sixteen, right? So I, I put my app on Steam. Um and I made it available there. And I continued working. I was working uh, 2k in San Francisco at the time. So I was still working full time. And this was just like a side thing that I did like evening and weekends, I basically had no life. So I just worked on this (laughs) part time, and kept iterating on it. Okay and then I think it was in 2017 yeah 2017 I uh, decided oh, okay I want to do this full time the sales were pretty good so I could uh, I, I could commit to that full time and so I moved back to Canada as a Canadian so I moved back to Canada started my business here and now I've been doing this uh, full time for uh, 3 years now
1: Wow super exciting and um are you happy that you made this decision to do this full time Oh yeah Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, good decision (laughs) ever. Wow, that's amazing. Considering the pandemic now that everybody has to
2: stay home, like it's already home and working. So I was like, oh, I was lucky there.
1: Wow, yeah, very interesting. Cool. So virtual desktop, this amazing app where you can see your desktop in the the Rift and then also on SteamVR, right? You you have it on on both platforms. And um, yeah, you, you make a living out of it. That's amazing, man. Really happy for you because it's an amazing app. And then... And then um, the Quest Two was announced, and probably you directly thought, okay, cool. Probably I could I could get this for the out for the Quest Two as well, right? What, what was your 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 thinking? And did it work directly? Tell us a bit more about the Quest time.
2: Yeah, so when I moved to Canada and started working full time, I started working on the mobile version of my app. So for at the time it was for Oculus Go and Gear VR. Right. So I started work on that and it's very different tech because it's it's not connected via HDMI or this people, right? it's streaming wirelessly. So I have to compress the desktop, the video, stream it and then decompress it on the headset. And so I have two apps, one running on the PC, one, one running in VR. So I started working on that and I released it um, a year later, uh, November, 2018, I think. Um, so and it worked well for Oculus Go. It was very popular. It's been it's been the top selling app, I think, on Oculus Go since it launched. Cool. Uh, so, and the thing is that the we you know developers got early units of the Quest, the Santa Cruz, at the time, right? So uh, so I I already had the Quest in mind and 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 essentially worked on uh, having it release for the Quest launched, uh, you know, a year later. So. Great. Uh yeah. So very happy when it released for the quest because then you have two controllers. Uh you can, you know, and the base feature of the app, which is to access your computer, uh, you know, was the same as the go, right? Almost the same app. Uh basically it was the same binary that I had for both at the time. And and then that's when I decided, you know, lots of people for the Go and Gear VR, they always asked me, like the most requested thing I had was, Can you stream VR games? <laughs> and I always had to you. say, No, you can't. It's just your desktop. But the thing is, you know, lots of people were right. You're already connected to the computer. The latency is very low. You can play regular games. Why not stream VR games? And I always thought, "Eh, you know, I could I could give it a try. Right. So I I worked on this in in the background and didn't really tell anyone. And, And then when the quest came out a few weeks after, I decided, okay, let me just put that in and then I'll let people discover it. And then I didn't publicize it. I didn't announce it. I just put it in. That's amazing,
1: and, uh, man. I wonder the first guy who, who found out about uh, this, who just tried to start SteamVR, like, wow, this works. This must have been yeah. incredible. Yeah.
2: And the nice thing is that it's kind of automatic, right? So you, you're just connected to a computer and then you just launched SteamVR and it just worked, right? Wow. And the nice thing is that SteamVR has an API to create a driver, for any headsets, right? Because SteamVR supports any headsets that you want, right? So you can write a, a, a driver for a headset, and that's how Virtual Desktop worked initially. It was a custom driver for SteamVR that made it think that you had a, a headset connected, and then it sent the image wirelessly over the, to the Quest. So, and and that worked well, but there were a lot of compatibility issues with that because lots of games that ran, if they ran against OpenVR, they assume that you have a Vive, right? Most games were made for either Rift or Vive, so it says, oh, if you're not running against the Oculus SDK, you must have a Vive, so it shows Vive, Vive ones, and then it, the controls didn't work very well because it assumes you had a touchpad, so there were a lot of compatibility issues. So I think it was a year ago, I switched to a different approach where I, I, I essentially rewrote the entire Oculus runtime, mm-hmm. kind of like what um, Revive does, and so that way i'm able to fake a uh, rift being connected to the computer even though there's none and that way uh, people can play their rift games but also steam vr games so they can play all their games and there's no input mismatch so
1: well, that's, that's just so amazing. But I'm just wondering, how can you make that? I mean, how can you just make the whole um, Oculus Runtime? You must completely understand every th- single line of code of that Oculus software. And how do you do that? Is there any way that you could reverse engineer it? Could you look into the code? How can you just make the Oculus Runtime by yourself, Guy? How is it, ha- well, how is it possible? I didn't
2: replicate the entire runtime, We'll see the important parts. But the thing is, it's a black box. There's no source code for it. There's just an API, right? Okay. So it's just, uh, and and basically, I have to kind of guess what they're doing, and try to do. And still, even today, you know, even a few weeks ago, I realized, oh, okay, I, I figured out how it actually works under the real runtime, and then I implemented correctly on my side. So it's it's a lot of uh, guesswork. Try this, doesn't work. Try again. Try something else. So it's a lot of uh, trial and error.
1: Well, that is is really unbelievable. And I can just tell you, you must be, and you are, an unbelievable programmer. So actually, I'm also a programmer from my actual job before YouTube. But as you can tell, I'm obviously not such a good programmer, so that's why I'm doing YouTube. But you, man, you are really like an amazing programmer to be able to, to rework that Oculus Runtime to make it work as good as it does. That's amazing, man. Mm-hmm. And really, congratulations to that. So um, how was you feeling when, for the first time, you were in your Oculus Go or in your Quest, and actually you, it did work? Like, wow, you could play Steam VR games, and you felt like, damn, this is amazing. I have something here on my hands which people will love and want. How, how was it feeling? And when? how, uh, how long was. ago was that? It was not instant like that. It was more like... <laughs> This doesn't work, and then
2: try again. Try okay, okay. you know try different things until it kind of worked, and then the latency was horrible, and then, or I had some glitches. So it was kind of a a work in progress really. I think when I initially released it on on Quest, and I didn't announce it, it wasn't really that great, right? So uh, the first initial impressions were that people you know thought there was a lot of controller latency and it didn't feel right so I had to do a lot of polish until I was happy with that I think now what I have today I think I'm pretty happy with it because it's really hard to notice the latency Um, you know there's since I don't have access to to, uh, uh, space warp on the rift right that's uh, that's Uh something that helps the pc runtime to essentially generate frames if you're uh, if, if you're Computer is not fast enough, right? So I'm I'm those parts I you know it's out of my wheelhouse completely. I, I wouldn't be able to re-implement something like that, or it would take me months if I tried. So I kind of have to to deal with that differently. I can do time warp on the quest side, uh, but as far as positional stutters and all that, like I can't mitigate that. So it's not perfect still. It could be improved, but
1: okay. All right, got it. Um but great that it works anyways. And I just saw my pictures gone away. But again, it doesn't matter so much. Um, okay, so at one point, you, you found out that it does work. And it, so you have improved it, improved it, improved it. And at mm-hmm. one point, it was really good. And it was then in the software. And people could, could buy your app from the normal Quest store and then... The word spread, of course, right? That hey, right. Like, you, you can actually play the VR games with this uh, with this app. This app is good. Go buy it, and then lots of people bought it. And of course, that is that is an amazing thing to happen. But then, it seems like Facebook also found out <laughs> that you can stream VR games, why, uh, like PC VR games. And it, it seems like they were not happy about it. How, did they contact you, or did they? directly close down the whole app how did that happen and how did how did they approach you tell us a bit more about that story
2: right so basically that like it started spreading online that oh you could actually stream vr games from your computer with virtual desktop and all that and then you know oculus a few days later they called me and said you have to remove the feature from from the store because it's not Uh, Something that we can guarantee a good experience, so you have to remove the feature, otherwise we're going to pull your app from the store. Wow! So I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, And you know, the sales on Quest were at the time were about you know fifty percent of my income, right? So if I decided to leave it there and be pulled from the store, then it'd be half of your income gone, right? So I had didn't really have a choice. So. Um, that's why I decided to uh, remove the feature as they asked, but I, I made a patch available on SideQuest uh, so that people could still access the feature um, from the app. So they have to buy the app on the their Quest store and then apply the patch from SideQuest, which is still the case today. People have to go through uh, those hoops to to get the feature, which I think is unfortunate because it works really
1: well for the majority of people. So. Exactly. I think yeah, it, it works perfectly. For me it works really perfectly and I'm like impressed how well that works. And I think it's it's so sad that people have to jump through this hoop in order to make a virtual desktop, your virtual desktop, run as good as it does with that wireless feature. Mm-hmm. Because that hoop is quite a hoop to to jump through right i mean yeah it's
2: hard for a lot of people like it's it's easy for tech folks or people who have been in vr for years or or people who who know how to know their way around with computers but for the average users out there like you have to install ADB drivers. It's complicated. Install another, Like it's very, very complicated for the majority of
1: people. Exactly. You have to make this organization and probably give put in now put in your credit card details to make this happen. And it's it's like it's getting more and more complicated. To make it happen, and so 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 that is really like a sad story, I think. And uh, yeah, yeah. F- f- we we go we're going to get to the bad part of Facebook in a moment. So yeah, that's that's really unfortunate and um, not so nice that people have to jump through this hoop. So they called you, they called you and said, "Hey, it's not good enough." Yeah. Or, wow, okay. All right, got it. And then you had to comply or fifty percent of your income would be gone. Probably right now right. It, is it probably it's even 95%. more than okay. Okay. So now it's like <laughs> yeah. wow, your money comes yeah. from, from from the Oculus store. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Because they're so dominating, like Facebook is so dominating the space right now. And here we arrived at the main topic of today's podcast, the Facebook dominance. So right now, honestly speaking, let's let's just say it as it is. Facebook is dominating our industry, right? The industry that we love, virtual reality. So they have put so much money into it, of course, right? That's also a great thing. They've invested so much money into it. They have made all the games that we love, like they've, they are the the company who's really driving that space right with with uh, all the games and with the great hardware like the quest 2 it is pretty amazing if you just look at the hardware mm-hmm. right it's like it's like it's like a, it's like a marvel <laughs> like like dollars with that xr2 chipset it's very cheap it is beautiful it is even comfortable i think it is it is like really truly amazing so it is they have they have done a lot of good for VR, I would say, right? Uh, Tony, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a conundrum because the
0: Facebook is the best thing that has ever happened to VR and the worst thing that has ever happened to VR. So it, it's both simultaneously, and and
1: still to this day is both. Okay. Yeah, that is that is really interesting uh, interesting point, and. um Guy, what is what is what are your thoughts about Facebook like dominating the space as they do right now? Do you think it's more good? Like like you you sold like lots of your mm-hmm. virtual desktop also thanks to them pushing it out like they do, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it more like okay, it it's probably it's also like lots of bad sides for the industry that they're dominating like they're dominating right now? What are your thoughts? Well, I have to say, if Oculus
2: wasn't there, I wouldn't be here, right? So I wouldn't okay. be able to work on this. I would still be working in the game industry probably. So <laughs> it's because of uh, those early engineers and Palmer Luckey and all those folks who, who created the headset that I'm, I'm able to have my business today. So uh, I think they're doing a lot of good. They're doing a lot of research and and people work really hard and they're doing really awesome things. The The downside is thats that... Is that they're a, a bit anti-competitive when it comes to to their developers, where, like for me or for Darshan from Big Screen, where they will essentially try to kill my app. And <laughs> yeah, that that's is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. It, they seem to to help uh, game developers, and they tell you to make games, but they don't really like the fact that we're making apps, or, or if they do, it's mostly to kind of know what's working and what doesn't so that they can develop it themselves, right? So when I showed that you could actually stream VR games on the Quest, you know, they they probably were working on the same thing, but then they decided, oh, no, remove the feature, most likely because they were working on the same thing, right? They were working on Oculus Link, which they announced five months later. So it's just unfortunate that they took this approach of of trying to kill developers and and
1: copy what they're doing and put them uh, in. Oh, now we have, are you there again? Okay, just lost, you, you, for, yeah. lost you for a moment. Yeah, you're, you're right. So like in, in the case of like your wow. app, Guy, virtual desktop, like even the same name, actually, if you are in a Rift, right, there's also a virtual yeah. desktop, which, has, which is exactly the same name like your app and probably, People will even think that this is yours, <laughs> right. right? So, when I released my
2: app in 2016, right, it was only on Steam, and then if, uh, I think uh, later in September I released it on the Rift Store because they had a Windows Seven requirement at the time, and I didn't support it. So, anyway, um, now it does work on Windows Seven. But it, essentially, the what happened is that they they tried to acquire me. They, you know, I met with them, and they were, you know, trying to have me work for them and I, what they offered wasn't really uh, worth what the app was worth at the time anyway. So I said, no, I'll continue to work on my own. But they duplicated the functionality and then they introduced Oculus Dash and Oculus Desktop uh, right, a year later. And they put that on the, on on the as part of the Rift platform. At the time, it was called Oculus Desktop, and I was fine. You know, I can compete with them. I got a bunch of features they don't have. I can do uh, positional audio. I can do, you know, 180 360 videos. I had a bunch of features that they didn't have, so I was fine. I, I'll compete with them. But then, at some point, they renamed their Oculus Desktop. They called it Virtual Desktop in their user interface. Your name? And I was like, Yeah, the name of so mine. What the like, heck? Come on, guys! Like I'm trying to sell apps, and then it just confuses people. And even today, I get people asking me or telling me about bugs they have, but they're talking about Oculus stuff, not my app. And it's a support nightmare because then people are wondering which one is which. It's like, come on! And so I had to pull my. I recently, like a few weeks ago, I had to pull my app from the Rift Store. Uh, it's not there anymore. What? Because, well. It's because of the cross-buy thing. Like my app wasn't cross-buy because they're very different between the mobile and the PC version, and it's not very clear on the Rift uh, store that you're buying an app for Rift. So lots of people, like when the Quest 2 came out, my my sales spiked on on the Rift store. I was like, oh, this is weird, <laughs> and then I just got bombarded with one-star reviews. Yeah. Why well, this doesn't work on my Quest? I was like, no, no, this is. Not oh, for society. <laughs> right, right, and and then I was like, I had like a ninety percent uh, uh, refund rate, right? It was horrible, and I got bombarded with one star reviews. So I just decided I'll just pull the app from the store because this is just too confusing for users. Just you know, go buy it on Steam if you want it. It's available there. So
1: okay, yeah, that
2: makes sense. And so yeah, so I, I think it's unfortunate that they're taking that approach essentially trying to, to kill my app and they kind of did on the on the PC side with the Rift uh, version. And and now on the mobile version, well, it's it's similar. I mean, they, they released Oculus Link, which I understand that's something they want to release, but let me compete fairly. Let me have my app on the store and then people can use whichever they prefer, right?
1: Right, that makes sense. But you know what, um, Guy, I, I still want to go down to that Facebook simply naming their app, just like yours. So honestly, if I, if I'm just hearing this, it, it sounds like, like so wrong. Isn't there, yeah, is, is. isn't, isn't there anything that you could do about this? Isn't there some kind of, I don't know, some trademark or like, like you use it first and now you could, if you wanted to sue them, probably you don't want to go into that kind of mess or isn't there anything this seems well, just so is- wrong.
2: <laughs> is do I want to hire a bunch of lawyers right. to Facebook? Right, yeah, probably so not. Probably yeah, not a yeah. good investment, right? Okay. Like, there's nothing I can do. I'm just one guy. Well, I have a few people helping me, but you know, it's a small team, uh, so it's not something I really want to spend time on. I just want to develop cool things that people want. Just let me develop my things and stop, you know, messing around with my stuff. That's all.
0: Right. And technically, yeah. technically, if it's in their like UI system like they probably can name anything they want in there because it's, you know what I mean? So I don't even know if legally you'd be able to go out to be able to get them on that,
1: um, you know, but it's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyways, this, this sounds really really not nice. Well, anyways, um, you made the decision not to work for them and do your own thing. Mm -hmm. And then, and then just, um, yeah, getting this kind of like a kick in the nuts, (laughs) let's say like this, it's like very disheartening. Also, because actually, you are like making their ecosystem more interesting, like your work, you're putting in your work. And thanks to your work, people can enjoy something like playing PC wirelessly. So actually, it's, Actually you are helping each other, right And now right it's actually it could be like like a great kind of um, working together. And exactly. I think I think also it is um, a very disheartening signal that Facebook is sending to people like you who are so good in developing and who want to like bring VR forward. like, like you or like um, big screen, they're do, doing amazing things right all the people who've done the, the your um, fitness app trying to innovate innovate um, um, VR, which also helps Facebook. But then mm. basically what we learn, what we have to see here, Facebook is copying the stuff one-to-one and basically killing off like your work, like your app. Right. Isn't it, this is like a, I mean, what kind of signal does it send to developers like you? It's like a terrible signal, right? Either you, you become their employee and do the stuff for them or you're getting like um, fucked. Wait, yeah. one question for Guy,
0: though. Um, has face like now that you know it's a couple of years later in all of this, why don't they come back to you and say, Hey, let's work out a deal? They haven't they yeah. haven't come I mean, maybe you can't say that, but I'm not
2: interested anyway, yeah. but yeah. no, because there's, the no, there's
0: no money they could throw at you? No,
2: I mean I'm I'm doing just fine with the app sales right now, so it's not like uh, Maybe my wife would be happy, but
0: <laughs>
2: no, honestly, uh, the the thing is I wouldn't, I'm very happy working on my own, being my own boss and deciding what features I work on and really listening to customers. I have a feeling that if I worked for Facebook, I would be stuck there probably for three or four years and then they would be choosing what I work on and all that. I wouldn't have power over the direction of the app and what features I want to work on. So, And also the tech that I can use because Facebook uses different tech probably that I'm using. So I'm very happy where I am right now. So it's not something I'd be interested in.
1: Right, way, so. right. Okay, that's good. So that's perfect. You can do your thing and just evolve your program how you want it to evolve. Perfect. But um, what do you think is going to happen next? So right now there's this kind of like a way through um, SideQuest to to have the full functionality, right? But, well, let me, let me tell you what I think. In, in my personal opinion, they're going to shut SideQuest down like the way that it is right now, that it's so easy. That's what I think could happen. And then they're going to have, obviously, their own version of PC VR streaming, which is going to build into the Quest. And yeah, then it's basically there's no competition for you anymore and it's over. Right. Well, uh,
2: I have no idea what's going to happen with the new, uh, you know, they announced that they're going to have a new way to install apps that are not on the store and that don't go through the verification. Verification process, but I have no idea what's going to happen with virtual desktop in regards to that. Um, You know, I wish I could uh, have the feature available in the store. Uh, That would be great. That would make it easier for for users. Um, And I don't know what's going to happen with SideQuest. I mean, at least from what I heard, that they're working together and all that. So I hope that uh, you know SideQuest survives because it's a great thing to be able to you know browse those uh, games made by developers who were not able to to be accepted on the store. There's some Great stuff uh, on SideQuest.
1: I totally agree. I think the whole the whole side quest, um, it, it also gives so much value to the quest, right? Being able to try out other things, to try out some some things yeah. that didn't go to the to the store, right? All the hand tracking things, all these experimental things that we would never see if it wasn't for sidequest. So I really also hope that it's going to stay alive and i do think if they would totally shut it off they would shoot into their own food and they, they yeah, right totally. it's like totally it, it wouldn't make any sense at all so yeah hopefully this will stay there but yeah the next thing then um, facebook having their own uh, version of the virtual streaming and then it's going to be tough for you to compete right in this moment oh yeah
2: i'm 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 certainly aware that if they release like a wireless streaming feature that free obviously because it's included as part of it like my sales will probably drop to something like zero and that's understandable and i understand right, that right. and you know i'm working on other things too so okay. I, I i would understand if they did that because that kind of thing should have been part of the platform initially same same with uh, my app on PC, right the ability to see your computer in vr should have been part of it but august didn't see it at the time right so even before uh i released my app i remember i interviewed at At Facebook, and I was like telling them, I think it's really cool to be able to see your computer. And And they never hired me. So I said, Okay, I'll continue working on on my app on my own. Right. So it's, it's, that's the thing is that they sometimes don't see what's uh, going to be popular. And then they let developers do it. And then they're like, Oh, okay, that's popular. Let's, let's do it. Let's put that in our platform.
1: Okay, I got it. Um, Guy, I have one question for you about um, virtual desktop or something in general that interests me. Like, I really like the Quest. For sure, it's an amazing headset. You know, but what I'm missing right now is that I could have, like, when I'm streaming, um, like the streaming functionality, like streaming to YouTube is not there by itself, right? Is that something mm-hmm. that you could hack into it? I would totally pay for that. <laughs> uh, did- Yes, technically,
2: that's something I could work on. Please do that. Uh, but but uh, the thing is, I I could only do it for my app, right? Right. Because right. that's that's the the uh, scope of which I have as an app developer. I can only uh, capture the image the image from from what my app outputs. So uh, it's probably better if you do PCVR streaming to just stream with OBS on your computer. I'd say rather than streaming what you see on your Quest, because then you have streaming in both directions and you're going to
0: need a really good router if you want
2: to do something like that.
0: OK, got it. Yep. Wait, speaking of routers, do you have any recommendations for because a lot of people are wondering, like, is there a particular router, like if, if someone has a Quest 2 and they want to do the virtual desktop thing through SideQuest and all of that, is there anything to recommend there? Uh, personally, I recommend the Asus routers. They're pretty good.
2: Um, um, TP-Link has some good ones, but there are some issues with some firmwares right now with the Wi-Fi 6. So um, uh, just don't use the the router provided by your ISP, right? the, the one they give, they give you for free, it's usually trash. So it's best to set that one up in, in bridge mode, right? so it just connects to the internet and then you connect the real uh, 5 gigahertz uh, router to that from a reputable company like Asus or TP-Link or Netgear or something like that
1: right okay. right and um, another uh, feature request <laughs> it, it, would it be possible somehow to allow me to to um to see like a, a, a web browser in when whenever i play quest 2 like i'm streaming to to youtube using some chromecast but i also want to have like the the chat in the quest 2 is it something that you could make happen um well i I could, in uh, technically, in theory, I could
2: do it. Uh, it's just they it would be streamed. It would be part of the video stream that you have for each eye, so the quality wouldn't be as great. Okay. If if I were at Oculus, I would actually support having overlays. Yeah, he's right. It's right. Uh, like we do on PC, right? Exactly. I would it requires horsepower, which the Quest 2 has enough to do, so it should be able to do that. Uh, I I wish that they allowed uh, third-party developers like you, right, who had an overlay, right? They kind of hacked it in but I wish they would allow developers to create those things. It, maybe they will do that in the future. Maybe they will do like on Rift where it's reserved to Oculus. Like Oculus doesn't have overlays even on Rift today. It's right. only their Oculus desktop which has the ability to do that. Steam VR on the other hand, they had the ability to do overlays. So apps like uh, OVR Toolkit, right? They can, they can do that. So um, I'd say for now I would recommend using something like OVR Toolkit today with Steam Right. VR games right. and then you can have overlays so that probably would be the best approach.
1: Yeah, well, well for Steam VR games it works, but if I want to play Quest games and see the chat it's it's going to be very tough.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately, it's uh it's not something uh, that they have uh, that Oculus has allowed tough right, party right.
1: overlays. Okay, okay, good. Okay but let's get back to the main topic. So we found out that it seems that Facebook is um, yeah letting developers go wild and then if they see something that works well it's they're going to try to probably copy it <laughs> one by one and then try to uh, yeah to to get the competition away. I'm wondering about one thing the the business model that uh, of the platform the the platforming business model of Rift and uh, Oculus that like getting 30% of the of the share of of the money that that makes sense in general that's what we know from from apple for example and google and they all do it it, it makes sense it, it's yeah. it's understandable right like they built all the all the um, community all the platform all the hardware it makes right. sense but I, uh, I think it's a little high it's a bit uh, high yeah but uh because
2: i mean it depends for i know i all the developers will say that thirty percent is a bit high, but I think what Apple is doing, where it, they make it uh, essentially much lower for the first uh, million or something like, right. that. like okay. I think that's a good approach because, you know, essentially it's just a credit card processing thing, right? That so makes it, sense. and most credit cards charge what two percent, so I think they they could be charging 15 percent, and that would be enough. Um, and and like the big screen guys, where you know they can't. Compete with Facebook because they have that 30 premium, right? So,
1: yeah, that is that is the point. And let me let me help um, others to understand it better. So, big screen, it's a free app, it's amazing. You can watch, um, like your your content, um, your your PC content, actually, like just like a virtual desktop, but you can also now watch movies. They have this kind of online, um, virtual cinema experience where you can buy a ticket and then you can watch a movie probably a recent movie or an older classic which is nice however on on the quest for example they still have to pay 30% of what they make to Oculus And that kind of Mm -hmm. kills their business model because Oculus is also offering some kind of similar service, right? Like you can also watch movies on on the Quest 2, but they don't have to pay 30% to somebody else, right? So so big screen has no way of competing on price for the ticket price of that movie ticket. Mm. So basically it's some kind of um, Oculus tax that everyone has to pay if they want. But it's not everyone, because it's Fandango have a deal, a special deal
2: with Facebook where they don't have to pay that thirty oh, really? percent. so they're able to sell movies and rentals, but they don't have to pay their thirty percent because Facebook wanted to have a big name like Fandango in their app stores probably. So they were they okay. negotiated a zero percent tax.
1: So yeah, bad news for big screen who doesn't have that special deal, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's that's that's that's
2: what's called anti competitive, right? So you can't just favor one company over another right. and do things like that. That's that's super unfair
1: that's super unfair but what they could do
0: wait can i ask you this though so yeah i mean technically that is anti-competitive and all that but let's say you have your own walled garden right and you have an app let's say big screen was never around and you you have your own walled garden and you have your own app inside that walled garden that basically does what big screen does and then a company like big screen is like hey we want to get onto your platform can't you basically say uh, no, thanks, we don't need you, and wouldn't that be perfectly legal and basically fair? Because it's their walled guard? Like if you, like if you're Disneyland and like some outside taco stand wants to come into Disneyland, <laughs> Disneyland can say no, we're we're good, we got tacos here.
2: Right. I mean, they they, they can in theory, uh, but in I this
0: mean, in this scenario, big screen was already there. Already there. So there. It, yeah. it, it's it's different, but I'm saying like in in my little uh, scenario, it would be okay. But in this scenario, big screen was already there, so it's kind of like they changed the game in the middle of the game,
2: right? And but it's a problem not just in VR though. That's the same thing that happened happens with uh, Apple and Netflix, right? So Netflix doesn't have to pay Apple for everything you watch, right? They don't have it's a free app. It doesn't cost anything. They don't have to pay Apple anything, right? So. And and it's a problem because then anybody who wants to compete there and now you have like like XCloud Microsoft's gaming thing where Apple asked them to have to have the game on the store otherwise they have to pay thirty percent or whatever which is kind of crazy because it's like giving preferential treatment to some companies or other like if it was a small it's your own walled
0: garden though it's your own (laughs) own walled garden
2: sure but when they're they are monopolies, like Apple and Android, right? That, like iOS and Android, they're monopolies, and so I think that doing that kind of uh, of uh, choice of choosing which one is out, which one is not, that I don't know. I I think there should be regulations against that, personally.
1: Yeah, right, right. We'll we'll find out how this plays out. This whole story. Yeah, definitely. Um, by the way, if. Um... The big screen guys are watching this. You're also very welcome to join one of our episodes here in the Next Dimension podcast and also talk about your perspective on, on the whole thing, about the whole um, 30% um, yeah, problem for you and how it's tough for you, dear big screen, <laughs> to, to stay in business with this, right? Especially since well, I mean, this is so like yeah. dominating the quest to... Yeah, I think it's it's fine
2: for me the thirty percent. I don't mind. I've of been paying on Steam, and right, sort of, right. you know, so I'm I'm technically fine with that. I I think it would just be better for uh, smaller developers to have like the first uh, the first uh, uh, million or first few hundred thousands that they make to not not be subject to such a high tax. Steam did the opposite, where if your game sells more than I don't know, I think it's five million, ten million, then you pay a lower percentage after that. But essentially, that's Doing the opposite, it's not doing. It's just helping the big studios, right, that are already making a lot of money uh, on their games. So
1: Right, right. Wow, that's so many things to to think about. Actually, normally we just mm. enjoy the Quest Two as a normal consumer, right? Oh, it's so cheap. But you should also really think about what does it mean to the industry. And also, one mm. interesting part is, like, it's because they like obviously um, make this cheaper than it is. They're subsidizing the Quest Two. It is right. super complicated for other hardware manufacturers to actually get into the market. Right? If like for example HTC came out now with a standalone headset, which is amazing, but they put it like a $600 price tag on it because that's how that's how they must price it in order to stay alive. Yeah, it's just like impossible for them to get into the market in the first place, right? Uh yeah, I mean I I don't
2: know which headset manufacturer honestly has a chance to Release something and be successful. Now it's like uh, you think of HTC, you think of all those other companies. They're gonna have to make money off the headset because they don't have a guaranteed store where they can make their money, right? So it's gonna be very hard for anyone else to compete in that space.
1: Yeah, really. And what do you think, Tony? Is there any who who had who would have a chance to compete against the the Quest 2? Is there any company yeah, the, that you could think of?
0: Yeah, there is. It's called Apple and Google. They're basically the only ones that could potentially Steam, do it. Or Steam Yeah, Twelve. I mean, if Steam would want to do that, but I, I don't see Steam making a standalone. I, I doubt. I seriously. There was don't. Sony, but they kind of backed yeah. out. Right. Right.
1: So. Right. Yeah, who knows?
0: So one of the things we got to look at here is like the you you can consider the market cap of these companies. Facebook, seven hundred and eighty-seven billion. Okay, HTC. $26 billion. and that's the difference. You've you got a tremendous amount of money. So the, the barrier to entry for any other manufacturer to try to get into the standalone game in North America, the barrier to entry, ridiculous. Even for Apple, Google, Microsoft, even for the behemoths, the barrier to entry is going to be ridiculous because you've already got an entrenched player that is pot committed, they're all in, they, they've already paid four billion or whatever for Oculus, so they are all in on this thing. So they're not backing down. So for any other competitor, like for Sony, Google, even Apple to think, are we gonna have a standalone product to compete with that? You're thinking you've got to go to war. You're going to take on such tremendous casualties just to try to get 50% of the market. Now, I think Apple probably will do this. And I think they're going to do it from more of a defensive standpoint, because if the next computing platform did turn out to be virtual reality, you've you've got to have a you've got to have a backup plan there so i think apple will actually pursue this but i
1: don't think it's going to be virtual reality i think for apple it's very clearly it's going to be augmented reality ar right since they have their ar software already so they simply have to port it to this nice headset i don't think they're going to go into like a vr thing like the quest 2 well the
0: problem there though is when would an ar product be good enough where it could be mass market afford i i I feel like ar is so far behind like like we could be eight years away from like a legitimate consumer ar product that is really like like a quest version of ar Mm -hmm. you know that could be eight years away can apple afford to wait eight years and let facebook get more and more and more Mm -hmm. entrenched the 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 quest two as a as a thing there's going to be a Quest Three. There's going to be a Quest Four. There's going to be. A, this is not going to stop. So any other company that feels like this could be a long-term threat, they're going to have to deal with this problem sooner or
1: later. Right. Got it. Um, Guy, Now you really know about streaming, <laughs> streaming like the content. And now I would like to ask you about my my thoughts about who could compete. In my opinion, I think a real competitor to the quest 2 could be a device that streams steam vr content from the cloud you know some 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 kind of device that would stream all of your steam vr games beautifully to your standalone headset and the headset gets everything from your nice 5g connection and well all your steam vr games Everything is being rendered not from your computer, but from that edge edge computer in the cloud. And you pay probably, I don't know, like a monthly fee of I don't know, $20 to pay for these servers. And oh, it's going to be our 5G streaming um yeah, Wonderland. <laughs> and yeah, then we already have the platform because Steam VR is a great platform. Nobody has to redo their games, everything is there already. And we simply stream the PC VR games onto our, let's say, Valve standalone headset. What do you think? Is that that a future that is actually viable? And how far away would that future be in terms of technology? Well, if it's already viable, I say yes, because
2: people are actually (laughs) doing that today. Wow, uh, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing is it's not for everyone though because it depends how far you are from the data centers. Uh like shadow has uh like some servers in uh in France and in I think in Germany. Right. Uh if if you're close by the latency is pretty uh manageable it's not too bad. Uh but if you are further away then the latency becomes a problem because in VR you need very very low latency to have a good experience. Um and it you know some parts of of the world don't have great internet either like in the us or canada right it's not great
1: same <laughs> we in have germany the really infrastructure <laughs> yeah same here
2: so uh, i i think it's going to be a while given the infrastructure problems that we have uh yes it could be possible with the 5g or something like that where they supposed to have lower latency but most of the time it still ends up being more like 4g and then 5g in certain areas only so yeah it's going to be a while before this is possible uh eventually yes we might see something where everything is rendered in the cloud but i still think that that's going to be like a few years away before that becomes a reality
1: okay do you think that this is going to be a reality for the Quest Three already, or more the Quest Four? Oh no, 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 okay. like Quest Four. Yeah, okay, it's, Quest it's 4. still far away. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and um, in terms of um, platform yeah, that could compete with with um, with Facebook, do you think it's st- still Valve with Steam VR, or probably, or do you think Sony still wants to be in that game? What do you think? Who is the competitor, or will we just have to accept our Facebook future? <laughs>
2: I mean, it's it's really hard. Like I know, like the Reverb G Two just launched, and and all that. But uh, it's probably very hard for them to to compete in this space, right? They have to sell their headsets like at twice the prices what the Quest Two is. Right, and right. So uh, I'm glad I'm not a headset manufacturer because I I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> uh, so
1: okay, yeah, it's uh, wow. The Facebook owns VR and owns us. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, well, well. Tony, what do you think? Okay, so how how do you feel about that Facebook um, forced us forces us to use um, the Facebook login right now? I know I mean, it was like a huge, huge topic when they announced it. Right. And, and then um, probably people forgot about it because people were so excited about the XR2 chipset and they, they just accepted it because the hardware is so sexy. How is it for you? Is it, is it a huge topic for you? And how is the feeling in the United States? I will tell you later about the feeling in Germany and in Europe. But tell, tell us more about how, is it, how does it feel in the US? Yeah, well
0: it's affecting me because if it was not a reality, I would have played Jurassic World Aftermath this morning, which is what I plan to do. I, I plan to buy Jurassic World Aftermath this morning for one of for for a Oculus account that I have, and because of this Facebook login thing, it's in some kind of weird limbo and I can't do that. So I'm definitely not a big fan of it. Now, when you get to the whole privacy thing. Different people think different things about privacy, but I saw somebody in chat mention this as well. They were talking about privacy. You know, you get into the the privacy comment, and my theory on privacy. Um, some people won't really like this very much because I take the approach that if you're going to have a technologically advanced society one of the downsides is you ain't going to have privacy. Like like the more technologically advanced a society gets, the less and less privacy you're going to have. So if you want to move to the woods like the Unabomber and not have electricity <laughs> and not have internet and all of that, I believe you can actually have privacy maybe for a, a little while. Um, but if you want to live in modern society, I just don't think it is – I just think it's – a I'm I'm kind of defeatist in that regard, and and so people that some people will say you're the problem, you're the <laughs> you real problem. you people are the problem, Tony, you are the problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree, you are the problem. Okay. think yeah, it, here we here should America, be able to have.
2: Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, here in America, a lot of people are kind of pissed off about this Facebook thing. But then I would say just as many are like, "Eh, who cares?" I'm buying it.
1: Okay, so yeah, I think uh, yeah, the sales numbers speak for themselves. I think they're selling it like hotcakes, right? People, once they see how great this is, they don't care anymore. But honestly, Tony, I really must say, I think you are the problem. <laughs> 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 no, really, because it's no, it's not you. I'm I'm kidding, of course. But the thing is. If you want to have it as convenient as possible, then you're totally right. Because if you want to have it as convenient as possible, then you have your Google, your Alexa, or your, your Google, or whatever uh, they are called, the, the microphones, right? Who are who listen to everything? Your assistants, right? And then you, you simply use your Facebook login. And if you if you just want it as conveni- convenient as possible, yes, then you're giving up your privacy. And I'm doing it myself. Yeah, right. I'm doing it myself too. I am using the, the Google services because they are so great. I'm using Gmail. I'm using Google Maps. And they know exactly where I went, all, all the places I went to, because it's convenient, right? But if you, still in this modern age and time, if you would really want, want to, you could still be very private. You could still use another email service. You could still use ProtonMail. Okay.
0: Time on one second. Yeah, okay. So I think I think you can be private um with like regular companies. But what about the NSA? What about the CIA? What, what they they know everything about everything. Every phone, every message, yeah, that, is, that is bad. Being, privacy does not exist, I don't think. Now, you can say, well, that yeah, that might be the case. But, but that we is a problem Google too and Facebook and all these other companies getting our information, but the government has everything, really,
1: I think. The government definitely But it was
2: ruled anti-constitutional as well. E- exactly. So, that is okay. that is
1: not a good thing to to be like this. If you just say okay, they they have any they have everything anyways, right? So that's why people like Snowden, they kind of like showed us this is not the right thing to do, right? And you should probably fight against that. And actually through his revelations well something did change and actually we're more aware of this so tony i really believe that you're the problem okay i'll back
0: <laughs> off now <I'll> back <laughs> off now. <I'm>
1: sorry. <laughs> no 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 but it's it's an interesting thing to actually talk about and uh, well and uh, that that basically brings us to the next topic here so what does it actually mean having to being forced to connect our facebook login with our virtual reality headset so in my opinion and you know what my opinion is probably i think it's really something that i don't want to have i don't want to be the product in virtual reality i don't i feel uncomfortable with my every gaze and my every movement being being like kind of analyzed by some ai to find out how i react to ads and where i look at longer so simply this kind of feeling of being analyzed, and yes, Facebook is going to analyze us for the sake of, of serving better ads to us. This is their business model. Their business model is not anymore that platform where you, where you have to pay 30% to the develop, um, where you earn like 30% from the developers. That was the main, that was the main um, business model of Oculus. Which I think is amazing. I can totally subscribe to that kind of business model. Yeah, right. Amazing platform. Um, developers like Guy, they get the most part of the money, and it's fine. It's very clean, right? But the new the business model of Facebook actually is a totally different one. the The business model of Facebook is get to know you as as much as possible in order to serve you ads and to sell those ads to people who, who want to know who are you and how, how old are you and how tall are you. Now it's very easy to find out thanks to virtual reality and also like, yeah, how who are you? And now in VR, we're going to be watched and we're going to be analyzed our every movement where we look at. And I think for me personally, that's a whole different ball game. And for me, what I believe is happening right now Facebook knows this. This is like a, a, like a data treasure for them. It's a whole different ball game than us looking at a website and, p- and clicking somewhere. Now it's about they can really monitor every single move and all the data that is coming out of this is priceless for them. It's perfect. They can even make a much better like um, profile of us than they could before. And you know what? They are buying our compliance to this with a great piece of hardware that only costs $299 and has the XR2 chipset. And you know what, I must must really say it, I'm actually a bit saddened by the fact that our community, our VR community, does not really talk about this. We talked about this for a moment when the Quest 2 was not announced, people were a bit unhappy, but then it came out with the XR2 chipset and our community as a whole stopped thinking and was just raving about the XR2 chipset and totally forgetting all the problems that come with that being analyzed in virtual reality and now giving our consent to the things that are going to happen in the future. Because yes, right now, it's not like this. People can say, hey, why should I be worried about Facebook watching me play Beat Saber? It doesn't make sense. It's not the problem, right? But in the future, I believe that we're going to be in VR for other things, for working. We're going to be there working. We're going to be there like um, hanging out with our families and friends, like situations where I don't want Facebook to listen in on me or like checking my every movement. And I think that is something that is like really something we need to talk about. Do we want to have this VR future where one company checks out every single move that we make and knows us so well? Or do we prefer like, Another kind of VR future where we are more anonymous than we are in that Facebook um, environment. Okay, that was my rant. Tony, what do you think about that rant?
0: Okay, here, I got something to say. So, um, So what do you ultimately want
1: then in the future? Because
0: all the companies like if there is this treasure trove of consumer data that they can glean from where your eyes are looking and all this stuff, if that's there, how do you de-incentivize a company not to take advantage of all that? So you're basically talking about, you got to have some kind of legislation, right? To say that, that you can't track this, you can't do this, you can't, you can't keep uh, data logs on where's, where people's eyes are darting to or how many seconds they focused on that or whatever. And then also, you know, we're going to get even deeper into this, folks. If you think just looking at where your eyes is moving is going to be the future, these headsets with like halo bands and stuff, we're going to get into like where they're actually like measuring brain waves and stuff. Of and course. like actually Absolutely. knowing like thoughts and intentions. That's that's coming as well. I don't want to
2: put a line, hat, but... You also forget that there are cameras on those headsets that can scan the room, know what's in your room. They can see, oh, he has an Xbox. Oh, he has that game. Maybe I should recommend to play that game. Or, like, there's tons of things they could do. They're not doing that right now. I don't want people to freak out. But the cameras is also scary, in a way.
0: Yeah, and, and one of the things that we want the most, well, one of the things that I really want with the future of VR is, is what Facebook is calling live maps and what Qualcomm calls scene recognition and understanding, which is the, the idea of having all these external cameras that are analyzing your play space, determining where there's sofas, there's tables, large physical objects, and basically using like machine learning to kind of like uh, understand typical uh family room environments and stuff like that so that eventually we can be in vr and not just have to be in a little tiny little cubby hole we can walk around our house it's gonna it happen no of course you know it, it's all happening and and so when it does that it's going to be able to scan everything in your house and it's going to know whether you're a smoker or a non-smoker whether you have pets whether you don't have pets whether you whether you eat uh you know, this type of food or that type of food, because it's gonna be able to scan everything and it's gonna the bottom line that this goes back to this reality that if you're gonna have a technologically advanced society privacy goes
1: bye bye because here's the thing yeah, you can but make you, all but you the should make the choice you should make the choice you should make. there should be i think in, no, my, you're opinion, not have the in choice. my opinion in my opinion but this the is choice. this is a problem no, no. if we now say if we now are just okay with it like okay perfect this is an amazing device i will totally sign all the terms and conditions then we send the signal to facebook and to google yes it's all right just give them the sexy hardware and we can totally take all the data and do all the bad things that probably we don't want them to do but If we would actually discuss this more, and probably if if the if like the governments will really step in and say, "Hey, it's not a great thing that this happens. It's not a great thing that Facebook forces us to use our social media account to log in to the Quest 2. then probably they will find out, "Hey, it's not so easy. We cannot bribe them with the two hundred ninety-nine dollars hardware to do all these things." And you know what? I think. Honestly, I'm really happy that this is happening here in Germany. In Germany, Germ- the German anti—I um, don't know how it's called—anti-monopoly organization from anti-trust? the government, anti-trust, cartel it's or something. cartel, anti- anti-cartel—they are going to prepare a case against Facebook. That it's they will go. They're going to check: is it actually um, lawful? that they would force us to use this Facebook login to simply use the Quest 2 and uh, using their monopoly and to do all these things. And you know what? I think it's the right thing that they're checking it out. And probably mm. probably other um, European states and even the US or Canada, they will look at this case here in Germany and probably they will also do something against it. Because in my opinion, I believe that Facebook is misusing their monopoly now. In order to drive away competition, like for example, Guy Godin with his uh, amazing virtual desktop or big screen VR, driving away other competition with like having the the prices so low and all these kind of things, and forcing us to use the Facebook login. And honestly speaking, I believe that that Facebook made um, a, a mistake with forcing us with the Facebook login. It's so short-sighted, in my opinion, because you mm-hmm. know for for MrTV for this channel. If they would have not done it, I would be like telling everyone and their mothers to buy a Quest 2 because it's amazing. And I don't have these problems. I wouldn't have these problems that I have now. Now, unfortunately, I have to tell everyone, yeah, it is an amazing headset, but you are forced to use a Facebook login. If you say something that is not according to Facebook policy because they make the rules, right if you do something if you say something wrong in a social vr environment they can totally like um block you from getting your your uh, getting into your account and all your games might be gone so this butt is is like a pain in the butt <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like it's uh i think facebook like um, made a mistake here like uh, like um a mistake for themselves would you agree um Guy, with this that they made yeah, a mistake here yeah I-
2: technically they they could already associate your oculus user with your facebook they know who you are right because you use the credit card you use your name on it right so they could already associate you with uh, with your facebook if you have one i think it's a mistake because it 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 joins two things that are unrelated to each other like a social media account and a a gaming account which are totally separate things um and I think that the problem is the monopoly here because if there was competition if there were multiple uh, wireless VR solutions out there people would be able to say with their money oh I don't want to buy the headset that forces me to have a social media account they could buy the competitor right but there's no competition right now so people are forced to if they want to use VR to uh, go to the Oculus platform. So I think if there was competition, that would be, I think a lot of people would be able to uh, essentially make one more successful than the other for bad decisions like that.
1: But right now, uh, Facebook isn't penalized for that. Right, but it might happen. So in Germany, we cannot buy any kind of Oculus product since a couple of months. So people cannot buy the Quest Hmm. 2 here in Germany. They cannot How did you get yours? Yeah, I I got mine from Amazon France. So because it's Europe, okay. I can simply buy in okay. any European country and it's just like buying from Amazon here in Germany. So that's no problem. And okay. people people in Germany do it. But um yeah, but this might this might still be a problem for Facebook. So I think it's a bit short-sighted that they're trying to force us into Facebook. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, what it would have been much smarter just make this um, association with the Facebook login just so amazing that you want to do it. Like, for example, Facebook Horizon probably is going to be an amazing service. And probably they could say, okay, you can only use Facebook Horizon if you associate your Facebook account because this is our social thing. Probably lots of people would have done it like on a voluntarily basis instead of being forced to. And then there would also not be any of these kind of like uh, competitive uh, problems and and, and antitrust things that they are now facing here in Germany and probably soon in other countries as well. Do you agree, um, Tony, that they should have done it in a different way, like uh, not forcing us? Yeah, here's um, what
0: they should have done. Tell us. (laughs) Well, Well, the different way they should have done it is when they bought Oculus, they should have said, okay, that's great. It's called Facebook VR, and the day that you buy it, Facebook account yeah well, there's a Microsoft account for Xbox you know there's PlayStation account there's a Nintendo account well this is Facebook VR Facebook account baby if they did it if they did it from day one people would have been pissed way back then but they would have eventually got over it and by this point in time nobody would even nobody would bat an eye about it. But because they we had Oculus accounts and everybody had Oculus accounts, and then now they're like, oh, now you've got to connect a Facebook account. They screwed up there. They should have yeah. did it from the very beginning with Facebook VR. They should just drop the whole Oculus branding. Uh, now, I'm not saying I want that. and I'm not saying that's good. I'm saying from a business standpoint.
1: Yeah, right. And they
2: also promised that the Facebook login would not be required. Remember, Palmer made that statement because you know, Facebook told them, no, it's never going to be a requirement, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they backtracked on that, which is, I mean, for people who bought a Quest 1 and bought games on that, uh, you know, I kind of understand why they can be pissed about, you know, having to do that now.
1: Right, right. Wow, this is really, really interesting. So, um, what do you think, Tony? Why do we not hear so many things about about um, the, the, this, this issue that, that Facebook is owning this space. Like, I mean, in the community, I was kind of shocked, honestly speaking, that so few people talked about this, right? There was this kind of talk in the beginning when they said, okay, you won't be, you have to log in. And then um, some people were unhappy, but then everybody like stopped to talk about this once the Quest 2 was announced because of the XR2 chipset. And since then, basically, this is not a topic in the, in the VR community, right? What, what do you think Yeah, about well, it? What, what are you so going to do? I, I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to go
0: back to flat gaming or something? No, if if yeah. you're staying in VR, I mean, you don't got a lot of options. Because even if you were to be like, okay, well, F Facebook, I'm going to get a Valve Index, and I'm only going to play, you know, I'm going to use Steam, and I'm going to play PC VR games. Well, the real reality, though, that we're starting to head towards The sales of content on Quest are so good compared to any other ecosystem that any games, that any big games that are going to be funded are going to be Quest central. And so the games are going to be designed for the Quest, and then some of them are going to be ported to PC, but you're going to be getting the leftovers. So you kind of have to have a Quest at some point. I mean, right. it's really hard to try to stay out of that ecosystem.
1: You're so right. And that's a whole other topic, right? There's some PC players I know, they're super unhappy that probably the PC VR market is going down and down because for developers, it's financially not a viable thing to make like a super exciting PC VR app anymore because, well, um, Guy can, uh, can say the same thing, right? You're going to make the money yeah. on the Quest right now. You must be on the Quest you make like 10 times more sales on quest today
2: just okay. because there are more people having it so you cannot make any game right with a mobile uh, chip you're limited in terms of horsepower so depending on your experience you might choose still to do pc but you have to remember that uh, if you choose to do so you you target a smaller market but it's it's kind of similar to what uh, happens with the phone games right because uh, you know right. everybody has a phone right they didn't stop making PC games, right? They still make awesome and great PC games, and that's still a market. So I don't think that the PC VR market is going to disappear. I just think it's just going to be harder for companies to, to you know, uh, target that
1: in terms of a business decision. Right. Wow. So lots of exciting stuff about this topic, right? Like Facebook <laughs> and uh, like, what, should we say thank you to Facebook for pushing this topic so much? Right. Or should we say like, damn, this is there's so many bad parts involved with this whole thing. So it's it's I'm still not sure exactly exactly. If I should be thankful for all the VR stuff that we get, right? And for so many people that get into VR now, or should I be more concerned about the direction in which our VR community is going? That's still something that I'm unsure about. And I think everybody should think about it a bit more. And um, hopefully, I really hope that our talk today could be a bit thought-provoking and let people think a bit more about the topic that actually not everything is great about a $299 Quest 2 and that some people might be driven out of competition, that there's some problems, quite a lot problem with um, developers, yeah, who get their apps copied, like what's happening to virtual desktop right now, and that not everything is just amazing with the Quest 2 and how Facebook is dominating the market. Right, I think we're getting closer to the end of today's second episode of the Next Dimension podcast. And yeah, um, Tony, any last words for this episode? Yeah, I mean, well, actually one
0: one last thing I would say, it would be super interesting if some YouTuber out there maybe did a alternative history uh, where Facebook never bought VR. You know, Facebook <laughs> never bought Oculus because right. here's the thing. If Facebook never bought Oculus, something would have happened. I mean, Oculus would have gotten bigger. They would have got venture capitalist money. There would have been a product, but the history would have been very different. Right. And And it's something to consider. And I think it would be fascinating. I mean, like, obviously, no one really knows for sure, but to try to think, how far back? Like, think how far we've come with Facebook. We do have this two ninety nine dollar product that's pretty amazing and everything. But imagine if they were never there. What would we be doing right now? What would we be playing right now? Where would the ecosystems be and all the games and everything?
1: Right, that makes so much sense, and it's a really interesting thought. Where would we where would be where would we be without this investment? I think we would still be enjoying our virtual reality, and it wouldn't be. We wouldn't have a $299 device, I believe, but eventually it would also happen at one point. But you know what? I don't think VR is doomed because of Facebook. As much as I'm like, um, like criticizing Facebook and stuff, I, I think there's going to be like another movement. I think whenever there's something like, like what's happening right now, that there's one company that wants to control that space like they do, there's going to be people who dislike it. There's going to be people who will go to the alternatives once they are there. And at one point, there will be alternatives. I don't think that one company is going to own that market for forever. And yeah, I think our um, future is still pretty bright. And I was just reading something here. Um, Without virtual desktop, I would not have bought the Quest 2. So, yeah, Guy, really, like, because of you, lots of people bought that device. It's crazy. (laughs) So... um, Guy, what are your last words for today's podcast? Well, I probably want to end up on a more positive note.
2: Right, uh, right. You have to remember that uh, you know all the R&D that's required to be able to have VR where it is today, Like that took a lot of investment and a lot of work from a lot of talented engineers and people. So um, we have to thank them for that. And there's no one else that's really investing in VR as much as Facebook is right? Uh, Microsoft kind of dipped their toe in it. Google abandoned VR, right? And Apple, but we'll never know until they release something. So uh, we have to be thankful for that. We can still talk about the issues and and bring that up. And I think it's good that we keep talking about uh, the the competitive issues, but um, I think it's a great headset and people should be enjoying VR today because we have really, really uh, amazing products out there and, you know, I think it, it's the computing platform of the future. It's going to take a while to get there, but I think it it's it will be a popular platform.
1: I think so, too. Thank you so much for these last words. And also, again, for me, as much as I criticize Facebook for what they're doing right now, I still thank them for pushing the topic as much as they do and for bringing that beautiful device out there. But I, just like you said, Guy, I think it's also important that we do talk about mm-hmm. the negative parts, right? That we also discuss it. And hopefully through this, um, open discussions, they might also think about some things. They might want to think about how they deal with the developers, right? Because they need you as well. They need you to to do new things and to try out new things. So I really hope that we could all somehow meet in the middle and, yeah, and simply like um bring forward what we love so much with it, which is virtual reality. <laughs> and with these beautiful words, uh, this is the end of the second episode of the Next Dimension podcast. I really hope that all of you enjoyed this podcast and this talk. If yes, give it a thumbs up. And again, don't forget, this is also an your podcast now. You can already find it on Spotify. You can find it on the Google um, platform and you can find it also on SoundCloud. And very soon, hopefully you're also going to find us on iTunes. We're still waiting for for Apple to acknowledge it. And then we're also going to be on iTunes. That's it. And now I'm looking forward to see you guys in the next episode. Until then, bye-bye.